Hey y'all, welcome to Sisters in a Glimpse. Two friends turn sisters, sharing glimpses of God's glory with all kinds of truth, laughter, really everything in between in the midst of this story we get to call life. Happy Friday! Hey guys, this is Abby. This is Megan. And today we have a special guest with us. Jacob, would you like to say hi? Hi. <laughs> This is Jacob, and he is a friend of ours, and he is the leader in our Sunday school class. And for this episode, we brought him on because he is so wise. Yes, he is. No, I told you we were not going to do this. <laughs> Don't let him fool well, you. Here we are. Very knowledgeable. Yes. So we're doing a Q&A tonight, and we thought, who better to bring on than and Jacob A.? Give us a male perspective. Right, right. We just need a guy to chime into the conversation. So thanks. Thanks for being here, Jacob. Thank you for being here, Jacob. Someone's got a mansplain something, right? Oh, okay. So. No, No. this is fine. Yeah. This is fine. So we're going to, we have um, gotten some questions from young adults. And so we thought we would just do like a little Q&A tonight and just kind of discuss some of the questions or common questions that um young adults have so and just beware that we are coming into this very cold yeah i I did not know the questions that megan has and we have not shared Mm -mm. our questions there are a couple that we've talked about like for 30 seconds but we wanted we decided to do that on purpose just so that we could have fresh perspective fresh opinion um and so just just know that there's been no preparation in this, which, yes, totally stresses me out, but it is okay because here we are. Yeah, we're just going to have an authentic conversation. So, um, okay, I'll go ahead and start us off. So one of the questions um, that I received was, what does your time with the Lord look like? Should it always be the same? Where do I start? So, what do you feel, Abby? Well, I think that it does not always have to look the same Mm -hmm. way. I think that we grow up, if we grow up in the church, we do have this um, natural thought that it does have to look the exact same way, Mm -hmm. that we have to have this quiet time, and your quiet time has to be at least 15 minutes. And if it's it's anything less than 15 minutes, then um, that's not technically a quiet time. And... um, if it is not in the same place every single day, then you can't count that. And I just don't think that that is, that is right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is my opinion, but I do think you think about the different seasons in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've listened to other podcasts that have asked the same question. Um, and the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, um, like mothers, motherhood, mm-hmm. right? They very rarely have a quiet moment right. um, where they're not tending to, one of their kids or um, where they're not, you know, taking care of something. And so their quiet time, their house may never be quiet. Um, and so their quiet time may look totally different in that season of life than it does for me mm-hmm. where um, whenever you live on your own and I am able to have a spot in the day where I can get quiet for the Lord and spend as much time as I, you know, want with him. And so I don't think that it has to look the exact same every day. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that it can 
it can change. And I think too, that we so often think that we have to be quiet, but the Lord wants us to invite him into every, everywhere, every day. Right. Mm -hmm. So even when we're at work, we can have our quiet time at work. Um, you know, whenever we are our lunch break, right. That can Mm -hmm. become a quiet time. It's whenever we are fellowshipping with the Lord, um, and just communicating with him being still before him. Um, so that's my answer. Jacob, how do you feel about that? Hello. Um, (laughs) well, I think, I mean, I agree with everything Abby has to say in that situation. Um, that no, it doesn't have to look the same. And in fact, I would almost, you know, warn people from always having something that looked the same Mm -hmm. because things turn into repetition, things turn into rote, and then the feelings and the emotions that you might have with it will eventually just become the normal thing. Mm -hmm. Now, there's nothing wrong with habit because sometimes you just need a habit to get you through something. But I think the, the greater idea that I think God eventually wants us to focus on is that it's not about having a time with him. It's that you are always with him in mm-hmm. terms of mm-hmm. it's not, okay, I'm going to check in with God for the, you know, my 15 minutes today. And yeah, this time I'm going to do paint a painting. This time I'm going to sing a song and that's all great, but you're still just checking in with them. Mm-hmm. I think what God eventually wants is this time to where you're almost in constant communication mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. them that at any moment you're just like, Hey God, what do you think about this? And God's like, well, you know, just, I mean, just yeah. uh, that type of situation. So um, I think a, a time with God counts when you are focused on God and you're not being distracted, uh, even for just seconds, because I know it's hard to stay focused even mm-hmm. for a minute, but uh, it's just a time that you're truly trying to focus on the presence of God in your life. And I think God will be very happy with whatever that you're able to do in that situation. But of course, he wants you to grow. He wants to be where you're constantly in communication with him. Yeah. I agree with both of y'all. I I also feel like I want to add that although it is, I agree 100%, like all day you should be in communication with him. You should be praying all through the day. You know, the Bible tells us to pray, you know, all the time and to stay in prayer. But then also, you know, we do need time, I feel like, set aside that we like pre-planned like i tomorrow i will be spending time with the lord and i'm not just um winging it every time that i wake up and decide oh oh i got five minutes here let me let me spend time with the lord yes that's great like you need to be thinking when you have those free moments in the day to spend time with him but you also he says to put him first and so um to do that like we have to make him a priority. And so we have to put him first and we have to set a time aside just for him, um, for us to grow with him and to not just, you know, to gain more knowledge, but to know him more and to have relationship and fellowship with him um, so we can mature in our faith. So that's And and I think a lot of times too, I'm gonna add one more thing that it looks like sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Like that looks like whenever you love Mm -hmm. someone, you have to sacrifice things. And he tells us to be a living, you know, present ourselves as a living sacrifice. And so um, I think a lot of times that does look like sacrifice, sacrificing something to spend time with him. Right. And just to, again, to kind of go with what Megan said, I mean, the habit is important. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just the type of situation that if you do set that time and you you make it a regular habit, Well, all that's really doing is assailing you is that 
when you're in a situation, you automatically go to God about it. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if you automatically, you know, anytime you, I don't know, you shut your car door, you automatically check for your keys mm-hmm. or something. That's just something you've built up as a habit. So it's just one of these situations that even the days that you don't want to talk to God, you've got this habit ingrained in you mm-hmm. where like, okay, God, I'm here. But I'm not really happy about it. Yeah. Still, that's better for you. Better than for you to not talk to him at all. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, what question do you have, Abby? Okay. Well, one question that I received was how can believers use social media in positive ways, but also on the flip side of that, how can it be used in negative ways? Okay. So that's a big one because it is a loaded question in the times that we're living in and everything is revolving around social media. Um, our whole lives are on there. I mean, we spend more time on the screen than anything else. Um, and so although technology and social media is a good thing and it can be used for good, I feel like more times than not, um, it makes us stumble and it makes us um, get so distracted that that becomes first in our lives. Um, We see it a lot. I had a similar question that someone um, sent me about um, political issues, Um, seeing, really seeing Christians and and non-Christians both on social media, but um, not being able to tell the difference between what the Christians are saying and what the non-Christians are saying in regards to what they are disagreeing with. Um, So I think, you know, it is okay to be online. There's so many good things like you know, the podcast, um, sharing, you know, keeping up with your family. Um, we COVID happened. Like, where did we watch church on Facebook live? Like, you know, it, it's used for so many good things, but it's also used for so many negative things. Yeah. Yeah. What do you go? Um, I, I totally agree. I think that the, and this is really hard and I'm going to speak from, acting as if this is not one of my biggest pitfalls, mm-hmm. but it is like I, I spend entirely too much yeah. time yeah. on Facebook, on Instagram. We all do. <laughs> um, and so as I say this, know that I am in the middle of this battle, but um, I, it, it, it is entirely too distracting. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever I stop and actually think about, does this give me life or does it lead me astray? Mm -hmm. nine times out of 10, it is causing me either one to be just distracted Mm -hmm. two causing me to, it just, it opens the door to all these different thoughts that you would not have Mm -hmm. if you weren't scrolling. Yeah. Whether it's comparison, whether it is jealousy, jealousy, unsatisfaction, um, all of these different things or just expose. I mean, there's so much junk that you don't even try to see that, that it's there. It is just there that can lead your mind. They can open a doorway that is hard to close sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, there have been so many times where I'm like, Abby, if you would just get rid of this, would it take anything necessarily away? Like, would you right. actually miss it if you were being totally honest? And I would say probably most of it. No. Yeah. Now, have I gotten rid of it yet? 
no, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I am probably addicted to it, like most of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, But yet I do think that there are positives in that you can follow people. I mean, I follow um, so many different leaders in the church and um, preachers, and I do receive a lot of encouragement that I probably would not have found or come across if it had not been for social media. Um, But... And, and that is good because you can share those things. You can encourage them. You can mm-hmm. share things like this, you know, our podcast or other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, there are benefits, but I think that it's, you know. It makes good. me think of our boundaries study that we did. Exactly. That if although you, we talked about dating, like you need boundaries mm-hmm. for social media. Yeah. You, you mm-hmm. have to set and you have to stay within those boundaries. Like, yeah. There can be no exceptions. Because the minute that you go past them, you have laid yourself down a rabbit hole that's probably not going to lead anywhere good. Mm-hmm. How you feel? I mean, it's it's one of those things that you know everything in moderation. Um, yep. And social media itself is you know you could say not necessarily inherently evil, but you know based on the people it used or how it's used, and obviously it can be it can be whatever. Uh, I work here at the church, and one of my main jobs every week is to put all the sermons and stuff on mm-hmm. social media and to get it to where it's shared with thousands of people around the world. And so, you know, in a positive aspect, yeah, I mean, it definitely, people are able to hear the message of, of God through social media in a way they couldn't before. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a personal matter, like uh, social media, man, yeah, you just got to be careful because as you said before, you know, you can automatically suddenly wishing you had something that you didn't know, you know, you mm-hmm. wanted, or you see somebody else having a good time and you wonder why, well, how come I didn't get invited yeah. or whatever that may be. Um, and it also creates a lot of fake relationships to where you think, you know, somebody mm-hmm. that's only because you've been creeping their page for the last three weeks. You know? <laughs> and all of a sudden you walk up to them like, Hey, so how'd you have a thing? And they just kind of like, like you how'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before. But it creates these fake relationships because um, you think you know these people. Yeah. I mean, that's the same thing with you know other streaming services and stuff too. Is that you think you've developed a relationship with this person when technically you're just words on a page to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we miss out on the genuine mm-hmm. community that God is asking us to have with one another. Um, and even to go to you know to briefly you know dip a toe in political statements and all mm-hmm. other things, like you have to remember that, you know, what you put out there is what people see as you. And so let your yes be yes, your no be no. And, you know, biblically it tells us that if we do have problems with people, if we do have disagreements, we are to approach that person directly mm-hmm. and we're to talk with it one-on-one. And then if that doesn't, then we approach them with a few other people and then, and then it slowly builds up. But instead we decide to air out our laundry in front of the other 200 or how many friends you have on Facebook about how, you know, candidate A is better than candidate B and here's mm-hmm. why. Um, and that, that's not how we're supposed to do it. Yeah. And um, and then what happens is that we have all these unbelievers or people that know it. We're both part of the same church. And there's they just see us acting like everyone else. Yeah. And so as hard as it may seem, sometimes it's just better to keep your mouth shut. Yeah. And um, there are times you stand up and you say what you need to say. But it could be that that's the time that you're saying something completely different. That you're not talking mm-hmm. about candidate A or candidate B, but you're talking about what the Word of God says. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like a very cliche statement. But that's that's the thing. And if people want to turn you off and hide your comments and stuff, okay, that's their choice. And you have to remember it. That's their choice. Yeah. Yeah. It is your choice to be an ambassador for Christ in all situations, whether it be social media or in person. So it's just it is a tool that we can use, yeah. but it, we can also be abused. Yeah. 
just think there's such a fine, I mean, I think that it's just like walking a tightrope. There's mm-hmm. such a fine line between, is this going to be life-giving to me and to other people through mm-hmm. me, or is it going to hurt me and hurt those and hurt my witness? And I just think that, you know, there's that fine line where those boundaries, yeah. you have to set up those boundaries so that you can stay in on that straight mm-hmm. fine line. And we're living in a world of less and less grace. I mean, they say that we're coming into a world of more and more acceptance, but it's really a hidden shadow that there's there's less and less grace. So whatever you put on Facebook today, man, somebody's going to bring it up 10 years later to use it against you. So be very careful about what ammo you put out there. You may be saying something biblical and well, hey, that'd be great if someone uses against uses that against you in the future because at least they're mm. using, hey, you, know, you support God. Well, yes, it is. <laughs> Uh, versus something else you said, and be like, oh, right. you call yourself a Christian, but here you are saying this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, that's a good point. That's just something point. to be aware of. Yeah. Okay. That was, that's why we invited Jacob. Yes. Listen yeah. to that wisdom. You, please that stop. Wisdom. <laughs> okay. So, um, is it your turn or my turn? Uh, no, it's your turn. Okay. So here is another kind of loaded question. Um, what are your views on drinking alcohol? Some say it's okay, but some say it's not. That's hmm. a good question. <laughs> I'm looking at you right now. So yeah. I have a lot of I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts about yeah. this subject because yeah. um that's something that I have struggled with. Mm-hmm. So um as a believer um, knowing that that's something that I have struggled with in my past, for me, it's not okay. Um, and so I have to know myself. Um, now the, the Bible clearly tells us that we are never to be drunk on wine. We are to be sober minded. Um, so can you drink alcohol and have one glass and just enjoy it? I don't know because I don't know you. Um, my me myself cannot. Yeah. So would, that's a no for me. Yeah. I. You're so yes. The Bible mm-hmm. says do not be drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I've actually never had I've never tried it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that that is because I'm you know. To, or as I, you know, in college, they yeah. were always saying, oh, well, you're too Preach. Christian, yeah. or, you know, um, all you, goody two shoes, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and that was always really frustrating because um, I, that's actually not the reason at all. Um, it, it is because I know myself really well. Mm-hmm. And I know that I have a very, um, I, Whenever I like something, I like something a lot. Addictive. I, I have a very personality. personality. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> like Diet Coke. <laughs> I, I'm hooked on Diet Coke. And if I have one, I want another one. Me too. And I know that if I found a drink, an alcoholic drink that I liked, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't stop at just one. I right. Mean, I would go. I would, I would just keep going. Mm-hmm. And I know that I don't have, I, I don't have that control. And so that's been a door that I've never opened. Also have a lot of alcoholism that runs in my family. Mm-hmm. And although it has never been, you know, people of science has never necessarily related it back to it runs in your yeah. genes. Um, it, I, nobody knows. And I'm not, that's just a chance that I've right. never been willing to take. It's never been worth that to me. Yeah. Um, and then kind of another, and I don't, I don't know, well, I'll probably kind of toss this to y'all, 
Um, but something that I heard somewhere a long time ago, um, maybe at a church camp or something was, you know, the Bible says people want to say, well, I can have, you know, a drink or two, but, but in order to, let me see if I can say this right. It says not to be drunk, but how do you know in order to develop a tolerance to not get drunk, you had to have at some point gotten, gotten drunk, drunk. Mm -hmm. and develop that tolerance. And so, um, you know, the, I think the question just becomes, do you know yourself well enough yeah. to know how many you can have where this is the limit and mm -hmm. I can stop, um, to be, you know, quote unquote, social drinker. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, you know, is it a part, I think that it just ultimately comes back to, does the Lord convict you whenever you have mm -hmm. a drink? Do you feel that conviction in your heart? Um, and if you do, but you keep drinking, then that's a problem. If, if, if you feel like the Lord says, Hey, you can have this glass of wine or Hey, you can have a beer, you know, here and there with your, with your friends. Um, and you don't feel that conviction and you've prayed about it, you've brought it to the Lord, then, you know, that may be yeah. different for you. Right. But I just know that whenever we feel a sense of conviction, um, then that's probably the Lord's trying to protect us and right. lead us somewhere where it's, it's not going to be to harm's way. Yeah. So. And just to kind of add on to that, um, so the Bible also tells us, you know, that we are not to um, be or a stumbling block for other believers. Right. Um, and so, you know, it may be okay for you because I, I do know people that have like one glass of wine because they just enjoy the taste of it. They just enjoy it. Um, and that's all they, they have. But if you're someone who can do that, but you are around others who cannot do that, um, are you being a stumbling block for them? Yeah. You know, are you introducing them to something um, that they can't handle? And I, our pastor talks about this a lot, and it really resonates with me being a mom is because I know that I couldn't handle it. Yeah. Um, but if I could, and I did drink, um, occasionally or had a glass of wine and my daughter saw me doing that when she grows up if she saw me doing it she thinks it's okay and she decides to to try it but what if she can't handle it and it sends her down the path of alcoholism you know I would never ever ever want to be the cause of that so that's you know you not only do you have to know yourself, but you have to know what effects that's going to have on the people around you. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm, I'm going to echo a lot of things you said, but I probably lean a little different, mm -hmm. but not too much. Um, I mean, at first, I think we need to look at the facts is that one, everybody's different. Mm -hmm. And then two, alcohol is a substance that does affect you. Mm -hmm. Like it does whether no matter what type of person you are, whether you, once you have enough of it at some point, it does affect you in some manner. It, mm -hmm. it inhibits you. I mean, medically it shows, you know, just what it does to, to the brain, et cetera. And over time it can be an addictive su substance, just like anything else, mm -hmm. I mean, just like smoking, other drugs, pornography, mm -hmm. anything that can adjust your brain and feelings over time. Those are things I think that you should always be wary of. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think, you know, we, we, everybody can agree whether you're pro drinking or anti drinking. I think we can all agree that everybody has a different background and alcohol does affect you in some fashion. Mm -hmm. And it's important to remember that everybody is different because 
for that reason is that, man, maybe you've been in that alcohol life and or you've been around people who were alcoholic and you just do not want to even get near there because you've seen the dark pits already. Um, to where maybe you've been in a family that everybody drinks casually, it's never been a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's just that type of situation. So anytime you can enter into this conversation with somebody, you need to be able to be willing to hear all sides mm-hmm. and be willing to at least agree, hey, we're yeah. both coming at this from different places. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you bring up, okay, but what, what, is, what does God say? What does the Bible say? And Megan, you already kind of brought it up. Um, but yeah, 1 Corinthians, I mean, that's what it's all about. 1 Corinthians 8, 9 says, be careful, however, that the exercise of your rice does not become a stumbling block to mm-hmm. the weak. And in a nutshell, 1 Corinthians is Paul talking to this group of church that they are exercising their rights as freedoms as Christians. Oh, we're free in Christ. We're free in Christ, which is what we're told. We are free, you know, free in Christ. We have mm-hmm. freedom in Christ. Well, they think it just applies to everything. Right. In terms of how much they eat, how much they're doing this. I mean, I mean you have somebody that's like trying to date somebody's mother and, you know, just, like, it's just all this weird stuff. And Paul's like, when I said freedom, this is not what I meant. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the sense that you are free in Christ, but you need to remember that you are a now a walking example of Christ. <clears throat> yeah. And you know what you can do and what you can't do. But you may not know what your brother or sister in the situation, how what they're doing. And so I think, Megan, with your example of your daughter is a great example that yeah. you're totally fine maybe drinking, but you don't know what you're normalizing in front of someone else mm-hmm. that then could cause a stumbling block down the road, whether mm-hmm. you ever know it or not. And so, yeah, I've, I've drank before. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've never been drunk or anything of that matter, but, you know, I, I have I have partaken. Um, but, uh, <laughs> and, yeah, there are some really nice yeah. tasting things out there, yeah. but mm-hmm. it's one of those situations that, Anytime I've ever done it, it's usually been a place where you at home or I'm alone or with a very close group of friends in the sense that I'm not myself on display. And somebody might say, oh, well, you're just hiding it. And yeah, you, you may have a point in that situation. And I'm, I'm willing to say, okay. And if anyone ever came up to me and was like, well, this is what you said, and I'll be like, this is what you said, and I think you're horrible for drinking. And I'll be like, okay, if that's how you feel, I'll be happy to stop. Mm-hmm. Now, last time I drank was maybe you know, a year and a half ago. I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, it was just, yeah. it's not something that bothers me. It's not something that I wrestle with. Um, so it doesn't scare me or mm-hmm. worry me as maybe some other people, but I have a lot of friends that deal with drinking and they have issues and that it does cause them a lot of problems. And I make sure that by golly, no, I'm going to be a hundred percent anti-alcohol around yeah. that situation because that's what they need. Yeah. Um, and they can't practice that same freedom that I can, um, maybe because in terms of spiritual maturity or anything of that matter. Um, but last thing I want to do is impact their spiritual life. And the whole argument that Paul's making in First Corinthians is that because you are this more spiritual, spiritual mature Christian, mm-hmm. you are willing to give up whatever freedom you need in order mm-hmm. to protect someone else. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so if you really are trying to live like Christ, that means no matter how much you love something, Mm. whether it be that drug, whether it be that vape, whether it be that drink, whether it be that, whatever is it that you do, and you know it doesn't affect you, it doesn't matter. Because if it's affecting someone you love, then it's not important enough to keep going. Mm. And that's what Paul wants to get across. And so for me, that's that's my my take at it all. Yeah, mm-hmm. if I'm out somewhere and I'm all alone, yeah, hey, sure, maybe, maybe I have a drink because they have something rare and I've never tasted before. Yeah. But if I'm with a group of people and if I know that me having a drink may cause questions or problems with somebody, it's way better for me and easier for me to say, hey, I'm not going to have anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the same time, if they want to have a drink in front of me, I'm not going to go 
Holy Ghost on him and be like, yeah. I can't believe you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm just like, hey, you do as you want. Yeah. This is, I'm not going to do this. And that's their choice. Mm-hmm. That's the choice they have to make. I really do. Yeah. Just think it comes down to you and your relationship with the Lord and yeah. you, you have to know your convictions and, and you have to, that, that is one of those topics where it really is you, it is, it is truly between you and the Lord of what you can handle and what you do not. Mm-hmm. Hey y'all. So with Jacob being on this episode with us, we decided that we would make today's episode two parts so you just heard part one and then next week we will come back with part two where we ask several more questions and hear one another's thoughts we really enjoyed today and hope y'all did too and we hope y'all have a great rest of the week we'll talk to y'all next week bye